Are your wiper blades chattering, skipping, or squeaking? Don't let streaks or smearing on your windshield compromise your visibility. When it's time to replace your wiper blades, stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts and see our selection. Our professional parts people will even install your new wiper blades while you wait. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. The best athletes don't just play the game, they change it. When it comes to investing, GameBridge is doing the same. Their online platform does things differently because it's designed to put you in charge of growing your own savings. It's intuitive, it's easy, and best of all, it's on your terms. No wonder GameBridge has earned the trust of 40% repeat customers. It's a better way to invest because it's investing your way. Get started today with as little as $1,000 at GameBridge.io. Apple Card is the perfect cashback rewards credit card. You earn up to 3% daily cash on every purchase every day. That's 3% on your favorite products at Apple, 2% on all other Apple Card with Apple Pay purchases, and 1% on anything you buy with your titanium Apple Card or virtual card number. Visit apple.co slash card calculator to see how much you can earn. Apple Card issued by Goldman Sachs Bank USA, Salt Lake City branch. Subject to credit approval. Terms apply. Is the best of two pros and a cup of Joe with LeVar Arrington, Brady Quinn, and Jonas Knox on Fox Sports Radio. 150 <laughs> in the stizzy, doing 60 down to one whizzy. Yeah. Come on. Go, Brady. Uh, uh, uh. uh. Come on, Birdo. Go, Brady. Throw him up. Yeah. Throw them up, Birdo. Uh-huh. Throw them up. Come on. Yeah. yeah. Two. Two yeah. pros and Jonas. a cup of Joe. Yeah. Fox Sports Come Radio. On. LeVar yeah. Arrington, Brady Quinn, Jonas Knox with you here. You can hang out with us as always on the iHeartRadio app. You can find us on hundreds of affiliates all across the country. And wherever the hell you are making us a part of your Monday morning, we appreciate you doing so. We are going to take you all the uh-huh. way up until 9 a.m. Eastern time, 6 o'clock Pacific. And we do it all live, live. from the TireRack.com studios. TireRack.com will help you get there and unmatched Selection, fast free shipping, free road hazard protection, and over 10,000 recommended installers. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. Well, good morning. Good morning, good morning everybody. Morning, my neighbor. Good morning. Good morning. <laughs> hey, please. F you. you. <laughs> yes. Yes. F y'all too. <laughs> um, can, can we get a quick update on um, what we talked about for a while Friday uh-oh. and someone who is not present today? Yeah. Uh-oh. So Lee DeLapp and the Jimmy Buffett weekend in Vegas went so well. Todd that, disappeared. That he's not here. And we had, we don't know if Todd's We don't even know. Todd didn't even make it to the concert. <laughs> Is that true? Are they still friends? I mean, are they even still friends? <laughs> yeah. I mean, lie. Birdo was asking and there was no response. So I, wasn't. I just figured something went terribly wrong. Yeah. So Todd, Todd got too big for his britches. Dang, Todd. He's turned into a celebrity. You were so. a celebrity on the Two Pros and a Cup of Joe show. Now you're just a schmoo. Is is that common, you think? People getting in fights over Jimmy Buffett concerts? Uh, it didn't look like the crowd that would throw down, to be honest no, with you, no, from, from everything we saw. It was <laughs> <laughs> they were a little older. 
Well, more like the crowd that would uh, just like fall down or, 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 yeah, or, or, or maybe die. pass out in a lawn chair. <laughs> By the way. Uh, permanently pass out. You know, Lee, yeah. did, Lee did go to a NASCAR race uh, I, uh, yesterday. I think he was at the NASCAR race. But I don't recall us getting any sort of pictures from the NASCAR race or anything else. So I don't even know what the hell how Saturday night finished up. So he, he must have gotten just tranquilized drunk and then decided, all right, well, you know, maybe I'll stumble into a NASCAR race and maybe not. I have no idea what condition he's in now. Remember this last time we tried to call him on the air and he just never called us back and right. then didn't even acknowledge our presence when we saw him afterwards. It was like, yeah, did you get our message? Oh, yeah. <laughs> not going to call back like no, nothing, uh, you know, whatever. And just that's that's how we vacation. So that's the update on Lead to Lab. I think actually we should have – an entire FSR IR tomorrow just dedicated to Lee Delap. Like, we're going to do one today, obviously, but we should have an update from Lee on how everything turned out in Vegas. Because that crowd and some of the stuff that he was sending over, I'll be honest with you, didn't look fun at all. That looked like a miserable experience. Yeah, look, Jonas, Jake, JC, everyone is blank. <laughs> Except for that guy with the mask. <laughs> I wasn't lying, was I? I don't know. You might have been. That braids. <laughs> yeah. But the funniest part of the text thread. Here we go. Uh, it's like a. Yeah. Okay. By Birdo. And then the last one. What happened to Todd? <laughs> Question marks. No response. Yeah, we got nothing back. No response. So that is the uh, that is the status and the situation of Todd. It, it and was Lee. a dead thread at that point. Yeah, it was over. Uh, and nothing else to be said. Um, but the NFL Combine this past weekend in Indianapolis. Mm. And I don't know if anybody is surprised by this, but let me let me just throw some measurables out to you, and you guys tell me what you think of this. Six foot four and a quarter, 244 pounds, a 4.440, a 10 foot nine inch broad jump, a 40 and a half inch vertical. That is your Anthony Richardson freak show display that he put on this past weekend. At I've the been combine. saying this for months at a time. <laughs> yes, I said it during the season. That's a great point. Yes. I've One been saying, saying this, this for yeah. so long. <laughs> that is a great that point. Anthony Richards is is going to be the guy. He's, Anthony Richards. Yeah, Richardson, Richards. <laughs> you know, however you say his name. I've been saying this for quite some time. <laughs> I told you he had a cannon for an arm. He's got a live arm. I would... Compare him to someone like Donovan McNabb with his size and power and his finesse. I mean, I've told you all these things it's already. True. So you yeah, know, I don't know why anybody would have been surprised. You You've know? been all over this. I, I, you know, from day one, you know, like okay, like you know, we got the other guys, Will Levis, and you know, we got Bryce Young, and he's the same size as as your boy Kyler Murray, just two 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 pounds lighter. But I've been telling you guys, you know. Will Levis uh, was at Penn State, correct? He was. Yeah. He was, yeah. What happened there? Uh, Sean Clifford didn't want to leave. Yeah. And they, I guess they <laughs> didn't want to give the, the starting job to Will Levis. They wanted Sean Richard. Uh, what's his name? Uh, Sean, Sean Clifford. Clifford. Yeah. Sean- Can I say something about that, by the way? Because, you know, there are some people who – so it, it, when you throw out those numbers for Anthony Richardson, some people are like, "Wow, yeah, look at the upside. Look at the, look at what he's capable of being." And and, and you use McNabb. I, I would use Dante Culpepper as far as a size and athleticism because Richardson's faster than McNabb. He's actually taller. Um, he's probably a bit more explosive. And, and Culpepper was kind of more that 
at least as an athlete, when he was coming out for his size. McNabb wasn't as fast or as athletic as Culpepper? Um, I'm just going based off the numbers. If you oh. look at the historical like combine numbers for McNabb and Culpepper, Culpepper's actually a closer comp. Hmm. Um, Pepper's also closer in height, where McNabb was like 6'2", and hmm. McNabb ran like a 4-6. You're talking about like a 4-4 kid. And I think, if I'm not mistaken, Culpepper was somewhere lower than a 4-6. Huh. Uh, the jump I would have never that thought that. Yeah. Huh. Um, well, he, I think uh, Richardson was saying that Cam Newton is also somebody he kind of looked up that's to. That's a good comp. Well, Cam, everyone said the difference is the arm's not even close. Because mm. if you recall, like Culpepper could sling it. Yeah, he could. And, and Cam had a good arm, but it was never what – like the fluidity of Richardson's arm and how easily the ball comes out and how he throws like that. That wasn't, that wasn't camp. Cam was a much more raw passer and, and always was still developing from the pocket. There are things that Richardson does on film that you already go, okay, he just needs to do that all the time. And that's the hard thing is getting a guy to be able to take part of his skill set, do it consistently. But the, the thing I was trying to point out is, you know, some people and there's I'm not going to say who, but some prognosticators out there always go, well, look at this combine performance. Look at the upside. I know the tape's inconsistent, but, you know, that's enough for me. And then they'll say something like, well, Will Levis couldn't beat out Sean Clifford. So that's all I need to know about that. Huh. So let's just take that comment, for, for example, and apply it to Joe Burrow. Well, Joe Burrow could beat out JT Parrott. So is that all you needed to know about <laughs> Joe Burrow? Where's JT Barrett? Exactly. Who's talking about JT Barrett? <laughs> I just, I think sometimes people will take a conversation um, where a coaching staff, and LeVar, you coach, you know, will, will not, I'm not going to say falls in love with a guy, but they've got a guy that's a leader. They've got a guy that checks all the boxes, and he may not have as much upside, but he's just a more consistent player. And he's older, and, and they go with that guy. That happens all the time. And, and in the case of Will Levis, Clifford was probably the older, more consistent player that checked a lot of boxes, was a leader on that team. And Levis is like, well, I'm not going to wait around. I'm, I'm going to go somewhere where I can go play. And so that happens often. That doesn't mean the kid can't be a starting quarterback in the NFL, a franchise quarterback. Or in the case of Joe Burrow, a guy who's going to go number one and a guy who can be one of the best quarterbacks in the league. So I, I hope people don't read into that narrative because there are some people out there who make comments like that. And Joe Burrow is just one example. Tom Brady couldn't beat out Drew Henson. Like, do we forget that whole quarterback battle throughout yeah. the entire career of Tom Brady at Michigan? I yeah, mean, there's so many other reasons why things sometimes don't work out for guys at, at one college and they have to go to another or don't work out quite the way they'd like to in college. I, I just... I think it's the stupidest narrative that's out there. Yeah, I don't uh, – our offense has needed some revamping. I mean, all we did was run RPOs, and literally Sean Clifford was running the ball more than anybody on the field. I mean, I don't think anybody would debate that. They, they've, I'll, I'll say this. This year is a very, very critical year for Penn State because you have a franchise quarterback – and if they use him the same way they use Sean Clifford, you can't put it on the QBs anymore. You can't put it on anything else. You got to take a look at how they're being developed at Penn State. I think Will Levis, if Will Levis stay, which this is ironic, I guess, 
but him and Sean Clifford finished the same time. They're both leaving this year. So if you really think about the loyalty aspect of what was was offered to Sean Clifford, you know, he would have never, Will Levis would have never been a starting quarterback or would have got one year to start because he would have had one more year. I think he had one more year eligibility after this one. I mean, by all, you know, by all things given, I mean, Clifford played six, seven years. So, of course, he probably would have had another year of eligibility. But he goes to Kentucky – and he he whatever it is that happened in Kentucky, it it helped him to develop or to be able to show that he was the type of quarterback that is now considered. I mean, he's on Mel Kiper's board. He's the number one rated QB going into the draft. So, you know, I don't I don't think that falls on on Will Levis the way things panned out in in Penn State because that offense was has has been kind of trying to find itself for a few seasons now and and you know I don't I don't know Sean Clifford let left the the place with the throwing you know the passing yards record but I, I mean well he was there 13 so, years a lot of so. em- I say there's a lot of empty calories connected to that you know to that record. And, and, I mean, Kerry Collins had an undefeated year and, and arguably should have been, you know, the national champs, crowned the national champs the year they went undefeated. But, you know, I'll, it is what it is. I'll believe that Sean Clifford's not playing next year for Penn State when they kick off and he's not playing next year for Penn State. I, I, I agree. Because if there's I anybody agree. that could find another year of eligibility, it feels like Sean Clifford could be the I guy. I don't disagree with you there. I mean, just to celebrate in his 40th birthday. I don't disagree. Right there in Happy Valley. Right there at it, right? What, what Almost to his pension. What, 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 <laughs> First college kid pre, pre-NIL what, to get a pension. What, what, a, what a good time that would be. Um, now, the other guy that put on a show, according to uh, the people that break this stuff down and watch it and analyze yeah cj stroud got rave reviews for his performance at the combine and what's interesting though is that all the odds have still are still heavily in favor of bryce young going number one overall but anthony richardson has now jumped cj stroud if you go to places like DraftKings, when it talks about quarterbacks first quarterback selected anthony richardson who was behind will levis at one point is now second behind bryce young with cj stroud and then will levis sitting at four so all that all that throwing and jackson smith and jigba and all the rave reviews they got at the combine and it feels like anthony richardson and and what he was able to put together from an athletic standpoint now the odds of jackson smith and jigba he even run a 40 well no they're saying uh when he was out there running patterns and catching passes jeez Look, at this they is said a shuttle. They were impressed by a shuttle because yeah, his three coat and shuttle were great. Yeah. But I mean, the dude sat out the entire season. Like he can't run a forty. I, I um, just, also, I think uh, they say he might have performed his way into the first round. Yeah, that's what the pundits are saying. You know. Yeah. By the way, Albert Breer loves Ohio State, and if you don't think Albert Breer loves Ohio State. He loves talking about Ohio State players at the combine. No, man, you think? <laughs> he was all, he was all about it, uh, pointing out C.J. Stroud and a throw he made uh, in a game uh, a couple of years ago, and and this is why C.J. Stroud is a QB one for a lot of people. They were they were talking about how there was a lot of Ohio State uh, people at the combine in Indianapolis, and then they were starting to tie it together. Well, maybe he makes sense for the Colts if they're sitting there at four. So, what is your guy? Guys' gut feeling: Who goes number two from a quarterback standpoint in the draft? 
Who goes I number one? I think it's one? still Stroud. Yeah. Who goes well, number one? One Bryce will be Bryce Young, Young yeah. most likely. Um, I, I don't. I don't, I, I, I don't read into the the combine as much because of it, it's not football. Like the the strengths of C.J. Stroud's game are exactly what you saw at the combine. If you put him in t-shirt and shorts, he's going to be the best quarterback in this draft class because he's accurate as hell. He's got good timing and anticipation. He's got he's got enough arm strength to make every single throw. But that's not football. And that's the one thing that if you looked at his game where there are questions about his mobility, I think he answered a bunch of those versus Georgia. But the question that's out, still out there that kind of lingers out there is the drop-off in his play when he's under pressure when he, versus when he's not. There's a significant drop-off. And, for example, if he's drafted by the Colts, unless their offensive line has a dramatic improvement from what it was last year, that's going to be a lot of pressure on him to be able to make the throws that he needs to in an offense that you know, at times has struggled in the passing games to have playmakers and difference makers, especially on the current roster. So how he handles that, you know, to me, is going to largely dictate his career. But he checks all the boxes. I mean, I, I, I think he'll be the second quarterback taken. I, I really do. It was great to see what Anthony Richardson did, but I, it's still not football. And I think there's, it's still hard to look past some of the games and some of the tape that you're going to see out there. I'm not so certain they don't take Will Levis at number two. That's that's what I'm feeling. I think Will Levis might go number two. Who do you think's going number one? Uh, it's not going to be a quarterback. You number one pick is not going to be a quarterback. You don't think so? Mm-mm. If there's not, if, he's talking about if there's a potential trade. Right. Well, I'm just saying I don't I don't think he's going to. I think the number one draft pick will not be a quarterback, and I think the first quarterback goes to the Texans, and that's going to be Will Levis. That's what I think. Look at you. So I mean, you don't think the Colts are going to trade up to one or anyone for that matter? I don't think Chicago's going to trade out of one. Okay. I don't think they're going to trade out of one. Hey, it's Ben, host of The Fifth Hour with Ben Maller. It would mean a lot to have you join us on our weekly auditory journey. You're asking, what in God's name is The Fifth Hour? I'll tell you, it's a spinoff of The Ben Maller Show, a cult hit overnights on FSR. Why should you listen? Picture, if you will, a world where we chat with captains of industry in media, sports, and more every week. Explore some amazing facts about human nature and more. Listen to The Fifth Hour with Ben Maller on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. O'Reilly Auto Parts, you know, o o o O'Reilly, who are in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offer friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. The team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free, in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you find just the right battery for your vehicle. When you're a do-it-yourselfer and need a specialty tool, tool to finish the job stop by o'reilly auto parts and ask about their loaner tool program simply pay a refundable deposit and borrow the right tool then get your deposit back when it's returned need your windshield wipers replaced a brake light fix or a quick service they'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice you'll find the employees at o'reilly auto parts are knowledgeable helpful and best of all friendly the professional parts people at o'reilly 
O'Reilly Auto Parts are your one-stop shop for all things auto do-it-yourself, and you can find what you need in-store or online. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit us at O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. Hey, it's Jonas Knox, and who doesn't want better sex? But if you have ED, you may be struggling and dragging your feet on solving the problem. Don't put off having a better sex life any longer. Check out Him Sex Shoes and bring a new level of excitement and confidence to your sex life. The process is simple and 100% online, no uncomfortable doctor's visits. No insurance is needed. Pay one low price for your treatments, online visits, ongoing shipments, and provider messaging. Hims has hundreds of thousands of trusted subscribers, so if ED is getting you down it's time to change that start your free online visit today at hymns.com slash two pros that's h-i-m-s.com slash two pros for your personalized ed treatment options hymns.com slash two pros prescriptions require an online consultation with a healthcare provider who will determine if appropriate restrictions apply see website for details and important safety information subscription required price varies based on product and subscription plan sex are compounded products and have not been approved by the FDA. The FDA does not verify the safety or effectiveness of compounded drugs. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. The best athletes don't just play the game, they change it. When it comes to investing, GameBridge is doing the same. Their online platform does things differently because it's designed to put you in charge of growing your own savings. It's intuitive, it's easy, and best of all, it's on your terms. You make every play, you call every shot, from choosing trusted financial products to deciding how much and how long to invest, GameBridge puts the power in your hands. No wonder they've earned the trust of 40% repeat customers. They give you the tools you need to save and grow your money with reliable returns and take charge of your financial future. It's a better way to invest because it's investing your way. So change the game. Get started today with as little as $1,000 at GameBridge.io. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at FoxSportsRadio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. Who's ready for the latest rumblings regarding Lamar Jackson? Because there's a, you know, a different approach that could be had here from the Baltimore Ravens. So tell me what you guys think of this. Okay. Jeremy Fowler of ESPN nope. reported over the weekend that... That people around the league believe that the Ravens are strongly considering using the non-exclusive franchise tag on Lamar Jackson. So the way that works is it pays out less than the exclusive tag. So it's a little over $32 million. The exclusive is $45 million for this year. But it means that Lamar Jackson can negotiate a deal with other teams. And if he agrees, the Ravens can match or decline the offer that he has signed, the offer sheet, and then they would pick up, if they decided to decline it, that team's next two first-round picks. So, for entertainment purposes, I really hope this happens. Because I, I want to know what other teams put Lamar Jackson as far as his value. I want to know where that number is for other teams. Who has because- the capital? Q, you would probably notice. Who, who has the capital to actually go after this that way? The two two first rounders, the the cap space. Who has the ability to do that? Well, um, the cap space you can you can finagle some things to figure it out, right? Like it, it depends on honestly the 
the wealth of the owner. <clears throat> so I, I've mentioned Atlanta before, in part because Arthur Blank has deep pockets. Um, Home Depot, if, if you know what that is. Yeah. I'm pretty sure he helped start that. So um, anyway, he's got some deep pockets. I think he could sign Lamar Jackson to a significant signing bonus that would allow um, for them to spread it out over the course of a long-term deal. Um, there, there's, there's some other teams that obviously fall in that category potentially. I, I, I want to talk about the strategy, though, of what Baltimore would be doing if they utilize the non-exclusive franchise tag, though, because I think that's actually brilliant. And in this case, because if you have a player who can't seem to come to an agreement as far as what his worth is, go ahead and let him go and take it to the market. You let him go take it to every other team out there and, and let those teams then bid and say, okay, Lamar, this is what we're willing to give you in a long-term deal. And, and theoretically, it's possible that Baltimore could actually sign Lamar to a long-term deal that's less than what they've offered him. In all seriousness, there's a chance that Baltimore has offered him something more already and that if they slap the non-exclusive franchise tag on Lamar Jackson, he takes it out there and other teams are like, yeah, you've got an injury history. You know, we think you're a dynamic player. We love you, but this is all we're willing to pay you. And that number could actually be less than what Steve Bashotti has already offered Lamar Jackson. Checkmate. And so at that point, you were either getting at a discount the way, though. for non-exclusive franchise tag and not having to pay him the exclusive franchise tag number of $45 million, or you're potentially getting him for even less on a long-term deal. To me, and I know, look, you might end up having to pay him even more, but I think at that point, you're looking at it saying, we either have the chance to say, okay, we were wrong, we should pay him this number, or... Oh, okay, that team can take them. That's legit. And we'll, t- and we'll take the two first-round picks. Yeah, that's legit right there. I, I mean, that's to me, that last part of what you said is what makes it brilliant. Like, I can always come back and say, listen, like, okay, <laughs> you're right. You are valuable. and We don't want to lose you, but I hope you understand that, I mean – Sometimes you just got to go through the process of all of this. No hard feelings. You know, let's get this deal done. But I, I, if you don't want to pay him that much money and and you're taking that, that risk that the odds, you're the odds on favorite, that you're the ones that value him the most, it just, it could go terribly wrong for you. That's all I think. And, and if, and honestly, doesn't Lamar Jackson have to, well, no, Lamar Jackson doesn't have to do anything. It's it's if Baltimore wants to match it, they have the right to match it, right? Yeah. And if, and he can't he can't say no. I don't want I don't want to come back. Like I want to go right. here. Yeah. He can't do that. Right. If they come out and say we're going to match that, then he's got to go to Baltimore. I just think if you take that risk, and and you get to that point, you got to hope that Lamar Jackson is okay with salvaging the relationship. Because it, I don't know that the price tag is what it is, even if that were to work out that way, right? So meaning whatever it is that Lamar Jackson wants, that number still has to be negotiated with that team that takes him. Like we can match the offer that's on the table or match match the franchise tag that's on the table, but you still got to get a long-term deal done with Lamar Jackson after you get him. That's correct, right? No, no, so the deal would already be negotiated. So you got so, so to negotiate the deal. Is, 
it, once they slap the non-exclusive franchise right. tag on them, it then allows other teams to say, okay, we want to negotiate a long-term deal okay. with Lamar Jackson. All right, there you once go. They, once they come to an agreement with Lamar and his agent, then they go back to the team and they say, are you willing to match this? And the team has to then decide. They can either choose to match it, and that's the same deal that Baltimore's now going to pay him and, and he'll play under, yeah. or they get the two first-round picks. Then you're right. It is brilliant so because if Atlanta, he has to negotiate the contract. If Atlanta gave him a, a four-year, $200 million deal, he, he goes back to Baltimore and says, you matching this, and they can decide yes or no, we're going to decline it. We'll take their next first But he can't. He can't, he can't say, in the end, he can't say, I'm not taking this deal because it's too much or it's not enough of what I want. I'm not taking this deal. He's actually forced to have to to settle in on what a deal is within a period of time, right? He, yeah. he has to force to either take that deal or play this year under what would be a guaranteed with $32.5 million non-exclusive franchise tag. Which would yeah. be a loss because you just took a L for, what, $13 million or something yeah. to that yeah. effect. Well, that's the hard thing about that part of it is – you know, maybe had negotiations gone differently, Steve Bashotti and the Ravens. And again, this is all hypothetical, folks. We don't know what they're going to do. But, you know, hy- hypothetically speaking, if negotiations had gone better, maybe Steve Bashotti would have slapped the franchise tag on you because he knows he's, he's going to get a long-term deal done. Or you, you might be willing to say, hey, look, let's just revisit this a year from now. You know, you're where I want to be. You you say you're, I'm your guy. Okay, let's talk about this after I prove to you another year. I'll, I'll be you know I'll play, I'll stay healthy. We'll go to the playoffs and I'll, and I'll prove you wrong. You know maybe it would have been a little bit different. It almost sounds like the relationship has been fractured to a degree yeah. where Baltimore wants to go this route so they can point and it's like almost like going to therapy, right? You get a problem with with, with your significant other. And you're like, hey, I've been telling you this is an issue the whole time, and you but needed apparently we needed someone you. else with professional advice to tell you. Yeah. No, I think it. It if I were if I were an owner in this I think situation, it's fascinating. I hope it happens. I think I'd do it. <laughs> I think I'd take that chance. Why not? I take that chance because you're going to know. Like I, I want to be able to brag about it. Like okay, like I'll give you, I'll, I'll match this. Like. I know there's three other teams out there that would be willing to try to figure out what it is and and try to get something done. And this is the team that like let me ask you this, it would have to be the highest bidder, right? Like more than one team can commit to Oh yeah. Oh yeah. But but him and his him and his agent are going to make the well, in this case, I guess him and his, you know, the NFLPA or his mom whoever you're talking about, they're ultimately going to be the ones um to help, you know, with with that decision. Uh, which actually could make it even more difficult. And that might be another play by Steve Bashotti. Because he doesn't have an agent and because it is the NFLPA and because how he's handling this, you know, it might be harder for them to be able to get a deal done in that time frame. And, and Steve Bashotti and the, and the Ravens know it. And Eric DeCosta, and they know it. And they're saying, okay, here's what we're going to do. Here's a non-exclusive franchise tag. Go find you another deal. All right, there's 31 other teams out there, theoretically, that could negotiate a deal with you. Good luck managing that process. And 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 and, then, and they basically kind of throw it in their face. So, uh, I, I, like like Jonas has said, I think it's fascinating too. I, I think at this point, I would be. I, I almost hope they do it. Yes. Um. It's not. It's not good for the player, but I also feel like it could be an example to a lot of those out there. Where look, I'm not saying you have to hire an agent, but at least have someone consulting on your side that has negotiating experience. You know, contract experience. 
um, that you can have help sort through all of this because you're talking about generational changing money. And then back to the last point, as far as the Atlanta Falcons, I talked about kind of Arthur Blank having deep pockets. They also have the second most cap space. So theoretically, that could be a bidder and that could be a team that is a part of those negotiations due to their cap space, uh, deep pockets of their owner. It's a need as well. And I don't know that um, Baltimore would be overly upset with him going to an NFC team as opposed to a potentially an AFC team. Uh, you know, theoretically, the Raiders, they have 46 million in cap space. If, if they were a player, if they felt like um, Aaron Rodgers wasn't a part of it or um, the New England Patriots or Houston Texans, other AFC teams with a lot of cap space, for example. And that's what New England and Bill Belichick wanted to go down that road, right? He wanted to get a more a more uh, mobile quarterback so he could have that extra option in his backfield. So there's a strong possibility that – that McDaniel has that same type of thought process, and they may want to do that. I think Miami is a team that may want to do that as well. I, I don't know if they can. That's what I say. I don't know what teams can do it, but well, I think Stephen Stephen Ross definitely has deep pockets. The problem with Miami is they have to actually make a lot of moves right now. They're actually fifteen million over the cap. Wow. And then there's there, then there's always there's Carolina. I mean, but we're talking about AFC teams. I could right. easily see the Raiders and Miami being a team that would would try to make that happen some way somehow. Do you guys think because I, I know there's been some numbers that have thrown out been thrown out there about what Baltimore's actually offered Lamar Jackson. I saw something to where they said there was 130 million uh, guaranteed. Uh, then you know in between 160 and 180 million guaranteed, and that's you know in, in obviously baked into whatever the total value of the contract is. Do you guys believe that any team out there in the NFL right now? is going to offer Lamar Jackson as much guaranteed money as Baltimore has had on the table? Because I don't think there is. I think there is. If if Kyler Murray could get it and Russell Wilson could get somewhere in and around that number, I think there certainly is a team. Because now it's it's kind of – that is the price of gas. It's kind of the price of gas. When they gave it to Kyler Murray and Russell Wilson got the guaranteed money that he got as well – that became the price again. But he wants something closer to Deshaun Watson. Yeah, that, that's so, the problem. Is it's not it's not an apples to apples comparison. You know, with Kyler Murray's deal, um, you look at the total value. You hear two hundred thirty and a half million. That sounds great, but it's not fully guaranteed. And then you dive a little deeper into it. One hundred three million were guaranteed at signing. That's a significant. That's a huge amount of money. Um, but when you really break it down and, there, and you see the other number, oh, there's $189.5 million of total guarantees, well, some of that's going to be different bonuses, roster bonuses that kick in at different portion and times of the year. So those aren't necessarily legitimate guarantees, meaning you, know, you, you might not be likely to earn some of those depending on your play and roster bonuses potentially I- injury and all that. Play in time. But yeah. and, and, and the signing bonus was only $29 million. Which is not that significant when you compare it to some of the other deals that have been done, you know, before or out there. So, uh, you know, it, it all depends on what you value and how you you view a contract. For me personally, it, it's always about cash. How how is this player getting as much cash as fast as humanly possible? Because that's how you'd look at it as the, in the business world. And so, if, if I'm if I'm Lamar Jackson, I'm looking at any offer that's presented me in this hypothetical scenario we're playing out. And I'm saying, how can I get the biggest signing bonus? 
how can I get the most guaranteed at signing, right? So I know those monies are coming to me no matter what. If I you know, step outside and slip and fall on ice, break my leg, whatever. Like all those things you want to know day one right away. And then you can start factoring in the total guarantees, the average annual value. To me, like the total value of the contract is always, it's somewhat irrelevant because if it's a longer term deal, by the end of it, if you play well, you're, renego- you're renegotiating it. You know, you're not ever going to see the back end of that deal. It's more for accounting purposes with the franchise or to look good for your agent. Like, that's where the total value of the contract, where the agent's all peacocking around there in the studio, you know, like you and LeVar do. Yeah. Blow darting it up. That's right. By the way. I wonder uh, if they'll try to blow dart uh, Lamar Jackson and then um, kind of, you know, get him under like, you know, like, what's that that called? Like, uh hypnosis yes. yeah yeah Something i think like if they they blow dart him and hypnotize him <laughs> i think they'll get done what they want to get done by the way it does feel like the ravens are kind of throwing this stuff out there like hey man if you really want to play this game we can play this game and you're going to lose 13 million dollars off the tag and you may not get the offer you like and if and if you sign that offer it's going to be less money than what we've been trying to offer you this entire time if you really, really want to play this game it feels like to Brady's point, that there is an issue between the two sides, that the relationship well, is not on great terms, which is why I, I'm I'm curious to see if this does play out like this because I think why it I try to find it. a trade. Then, if if it's if it's you know if it's fractured, if it's strained to that point, why I think, not just try I, to find a trade? I think that's Plan C. This is Plan B. Right, and that's where they're I, at. I, I would say this too. I think if you look at the origin of the franchise tag, which look it was created to help teams keep their franchise quarterback from going elsewhere. And then it started being applied to other, other position groups. And, and for a while, it was looked at as a tool that I think the owners liked in the CBA that helped them retain some of the top talent, some of the top players. I think players have actually used it against them um, because now what, what's happened is in most cases, once you get that franchise tag slapped on you, most times people are looking at it being the exclusive franchise tag so then they say to themselves, well, that's the, the floor of our negotiations. So if you want to get a long-term deal done, here's where you're starting year one. Here's where you're starting year two. Here's where you're starting year three. Because you could franchise tag me up to three times. So that's the floor of our negotiations. If you want a long-term deal, you got to pay me more than that. And so I, I think that's part of the conversation that's been had. What's, what's interesting now is I think teams feel more emboldened because of the way agents and players have – have used the franchise tag to their advantage, you know, either to play things out and get more money or get to free agency. Um, but in this case, now I think with the use of the non-exclusive franchise tag, it actually opens some things up to where the advantage is more of the teams and the owners, where they're like, no, we'll pay you that guaranteed salary if, if you don't agree to a long-term deal with someone else, and we get, at least get back something in return. So I, I actually think like the evolution of the tag – is really interesting. It's like something that we never really talk about in the NFL, but it's it's kind of ebbed and flow as far as who's used it to their advantage over the course of the past couple of decades. Well, Burrow, uh, Lawrence, uh, kid in, uh, here in LA, Herbert, Herbert, they're all coming up. Yeah, all of them are coming up. It's going to be interesting because yeah. at some point there's no there's no ducking and dodging what you're going to have to pay these 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 quarterbacks it's coming yeah it's a matter of if it's going to be Lamar Jackson or if it's going to be one of those guys but it's coming 
the structure, though, is what matters. And, and you look at teams like the Bengals, like the Chargers, they don't have the same type of pockets. That structure of those contracts is going to look drastically different than Deshaun Watson's, for example, or some of the other guys, or some of the other teams that have quarterbacks that do have, that are flush with cash and do have more money. And that's, that's what's going to be tough, is depending on which one of those contracts you're trying to aim at, uh, it's going to look a lot different. You know, when you start comparing contracts across the league. People were saying that's why Dan Snyder was liquidating everything. So he can go get a quarterback. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that wasn't from me either. That, that's, I heard that from somebody from around the way. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. O'Reilly Auto Parts, you know, o o o O'Reilly, who are in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offer friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. The team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free, in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you find just the right battery for your vehicle. When you're a do-it-yourselfer and need a specialty tool, Tool to finish the job, stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts and ask about their loaner tool program. Simply pay a refundable deposit and borrow the right tool, then get your deposit back when it's returned. Need your windshield wipers replaced, a brake light fix, or a quick service? They'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help. Whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice, you'll find the employees at O'Reilly Auto Parts are knowledgeable, helpful, and best of all, friendly. The professional parts people at O'Reilly Auto Parts are your one-stop shop for all things auto do-it-yourself and you can find what you need in-store or online. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit us at O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. The best athletes don't just play the game, they change it. When it comes to investing, GameBridge is doing the same. Their online platform does things differently because it's designed to put you in charge of growing your own savings. It's intuitive, it's easy, and best of all, it's on your terms. You make every play, you call every shot, from choosing trusted financial products to deciding how much and how long to invest, GameBridge puts the power in your hands. No wonder they've earned the trust of 40% repeat customers. They give you the tools you need to save and grow your money with reliable returns and take charge of your financial future. It's a better way to invest because it's investing your way. So change the game. Get started today with as little as $1,000 at GameBridge.io. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. Everyone, please welcome Coach John Calipari. We're getting beat by 18. My first game in Kentucky. They're saying, Cal's a bust. He can't coach. This is crazy. John Wall runs down the floor and makes a buzzer beater. Yep. You remember that, John? My first game win I ever made. Remember you said you never seen me do that. Ladies and gentlemen, DeMarcus Boogie Cousins. I called Boogie. I'm like, yo, bro, I'm about to commit to Duke. And I hung up on him. <laughs> Bro, I'm talking about, do you want to tell me how many times he called me all type of names? Bro, you really sold me out. You doing this. <laughs> Bro, I was sick. I remember that like yesterday, man. Love you, John Wall. Thanks, Coach. Love you, too. You made me everything I am today. Nah, you made me. You made me. I love it. Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. It wasn't even supposed to do That's my That's my or to catch live editions of Two Pros and a Cup of Joe with Brady Quinn, Lavar Arrington, and Jonas Knox weekdays at 6 a.m. Eastern.
3 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. Yeah, baby. Yeah. Hey, but yeah. Let me ask you uh, a yeah. couple of Midwestern uh, dealt with snow growing up, guys. No, let me ask you a question. Okay. How thick does the snow have to be for you to need tires on your, or you need chains on your tires? Chains? It's, it's, I mean, that's a, I, it's, it's an odd question because I've never once used in my life used tires or chains on my chains, tires. Yeah, me neither. Yeah. But but I will I mean, say, go ahead, go ahead. I was going to say, I think it depends more upon, like, if you're going up and down grades, the the weight at which you're pulling and all that. I, I'm sure we've got some listeners who could better describe it than I could, but um, I, I don't. We look, as long as you have four-wheel drive and a decent tread, uh, you can get through it. Yeah. So I, yeah, I've, I've never needed chains on my tires. I'm, I'm sure in your mind, growing up in California, you probably imagine that and envision that as, as like part of our daily life in the Midwest. Oh, well, no. I mean, just like I, I used chains every day growing up. I mean, that's the mean streets of Thousand Oaks, California. I mean, I used chains. I like, mean, I if didn't, you I didn't actually have a jump used rope, chains, chains every day growing up, then yeah. you'd realize like you did it more for weightlifting when you're from the Midwest well, than huh. anything else. Well, yeah. I mean, but that's but what I was doing, too. You didn't too. say that. So I assume you didn't actually know that, even though you try to pawn yourself off as this, mm. this meathead. Yeah, so. listen. I mean, that, that's the, what I did. They have the road signs out right now saying you have to have have chains on your wheels your tires my shoelaces were chains on that's how i grew up on the mountains yeah right now and i think it kind of goes to q's my point. belt was a chain uh, yeah right telling you i didn't have a buckle it just said master lock in the front lavar i don't know why he does this to you i'm just uh, he just I mean, he keeps it going like anyone's i think he's I, so, just, I think he's so infatuated <laughs> with chains that that's why he put a tattoo on his arm of a chain that's that's a thorn band that's but a great, it's a, that's oh. a great point yeah i, I mean that's i can get it redone point. i thought I mean, it was a chain yeah could like be. the chains that you put on your tire rack. Uh, De- your definitely tire could rack be. Tires. And that's where tire rack comes in handy. There that's you go. for sure. All Absolutely. Right. Yep. All right. So uh, All right. From, from chains on tires to what happened at the Combine in Indianapolis this weekend, I forgot to mention this before. Uh, we were talking about Will Levis, former We Are uh, yeah. Penn Stater, who uh, went Love to Kentucky. rubbing that in. Huh? No, no. But I, I also wanted to point this out. Are you familiar with Zach Kuntz? He's a uh, tight end. Also, formerly of Penn State, he went to Old Dominion. He transferred there, and he was at the top or near the top of every drill and time for tight ends this past weekend. Mm. Had a big weekend at the combine. Good for Zach. Yeah, big weekend. Yeah, that's wonderful. I mean, you know, it just feels like there, there's what? some guys. I don't know. It just felt like there, there's just some guys who were at Penn State and then ended up let elsewhere. Me, let me and, ask you guys shot. this: Do you think Penn State beats? Michigan or Ohio State in the last year or two if they have Will Levis at QB versus uh, Sean Clifford? Uh, I mean, yeah, it's it's tough because what was was UK two years ago, a 10-win team? They were pretty good. They were really good. Uh, He was good. And I'll put it this way. I think Penn State's sending more players to the – the combine, and we'll probably have more players drafted than Kentucky. Is that accurate? Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. I, mean, I, I don't know, mm. man. Yeah, I just I, I I'm curious. I'm like I said, I'm a big Sean Clifford fan as a person. Um, I think he was a fine football player, but I thought either a they could have done differently with the scheme, and it wasn't so much on Cliff, or b you got to play the better player 
and and there were better players that, in my estimation, obviously now it's obvious that were sitting behind him. I think in that game against Ohio State, if you remember, if you recall the game, we were we were handily in in charge of the game. Yeah, like we had that game, and then we throw the interception for a touchdown, and the wheels fell off, and that was literally, I want to say. I mean, it was in the third quarter. I want to say it was like late in the third quarter. Like, I don't know. Like, I think it was the last play of the third quarter. Our defense let us down against Michigan, right? There's really kind of nothing you can do when a team can run on you the way that Michigan ran on us. But Ohio State, I feel like we would have beat Ohio State. And then if we beat Ohio State, we're. I mean, are we in? Are we in the college playoff? Are we in the conversation for the college playoff? Probably you know? in a conversation. You're right. Going, you're going to the Big Ten title game and then, you know. No, we wouldn't have been because oh, Michigan yeah, 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 beat yeah, you're us. Right, you're right, you're right, you're right. But we beat Purdue, and Purdue played Michigan in that game. So I'm saying we would have had one loss. Yeah. We would have had a one-loss season. So well, you'd have to assume we would be in the, the college football playoff. Yeah. If we had Will Levis. Potentially. Yeah. I mean, but it's all hypothetical now, now. You know who else was in Indianapolis this weekend? Carson Wentz yeah. went back to his old stomping grounds. Uh, him and his representatives went out to Indy and apparently uh, had dinner and just met with teams. And the yeah. reports are that Carson Wentz said that he's open to various roles with an NFL team and that he still wants to continue playing. I don't know that anybody thought he was going to walk away or retire, but it does feel like if you're looking for a backup quarterback – Carson Wentz seems like a pretty solid fit for a lot of teams if they're looking for a backup quarterback. I know Brady threw out the idea of what about backing up Mahomes? I mean, Chad Henney just retired. He's been banged up a little bit. That feels like that could be the, a potential there. So Carson Wentz uh, in Indianapolis. I don't know if he hung out with Jim Ursay. I don't know if those two have mended fences after Ursay blamed him for what happened a couple of years ago. Did they ago. have a musical performance somewhere? I'm not, I'm not sure. I'm not sure oh, what, they, uh, uh-huh. what, what they – what they put together there in Indianapolis this weekend. Maybe they were pouring out some liquor for P twenty two and putting their hand on a yeah. tree and singing. I don't I don't think they're the type to really care about P twenty two. Yeah. No? I don't think so. No, I I think they're the type that would probably have P twenty two up on a, a wall oh. somewhere. <laughs> Maybe stuffed. Oh. <laughs> I, and that just, I'm just I'm just shot in the shot in the dark. I Literally. Have, I have stuffed animals. Yeah. Shot in the dark. Yeah. Up on the walls. Not on the walls, but yeah. I do have stuffed animals. Yeah, I, I hear you. I got a taxidermy lion. Really? Yeah. I, called my, I named him Mondevu. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> Can I, I was joking. should probably delete that from the I, podcast. I <laughs> Why? <laughs> he was sick. I didn't kill him. Okay. They didn't kill him. He was sick. Hold on they had second. to put him down. Hold on a and and it was one of the best taxidermists in Africa, and this was like the last one he was going to be doing, and I bought it. And it's a lion. Yeah. How big? As hell. And you have it in your house. Mm-hmm. That doesn't weird you out. No. Why would that weird him out? It's a dead animal stuffed in his house. What do you mean? Why would that not what weird him out? What do you mean? What, do you think he's the first, or do you think he'll be the last? And no, I just think taxidermies are weird. Got a grizzly bear too. I mean, look, this is a deep-seated issue for you because you didn't want to cremate your dog or have any remembrance of Boss Hog, so this is like a weird thing for no, you. No, no. It's, it, Most it, people want to remember like their pets and their animals and their family members like that, and some people like you know, 
Yeah, and, and looking at like the greatness of of some of those other. Okay, animals. well the difference it wasn't my pet. The difference anything, between but, you and Dahmer but, is a freezer. That's the difference. So you're trying to compare me to Jeffrey Dahmer? I, he's got I dead. Mean, he's got dead bodies lying around the house. It's basically the same he's thing. Trying to call Lavar a cannibal. Yeah, he's trying to. He's because he's a vegetarian. He's oh, he's coming at me. He's coming at me. Jonas uh, isn't a vegetarian. He doesn't eat food. Nobody gets I'm labeled a, with more incorrect information than me on this show. I'm an American. That's right. Con, I am vegetarian. Con, I'll roll with that. I am a carnivore. Pass the soy, Brady. Go I'm ahead. Just and I do have a bear. And you have a bear taxidermy, too? Yes, he's big as hell, too. Do they smell at all? No. So what's, in, what, I, what's inside of them? Um, there's, I mean, they're like they put... Like what sticks and stuff like that. Stuffing and no, they like rebuild the the they rebuild the animal. It's Thanksgiving. It's it's hamburger helper. I was gonna say it's stove top. It's stove top. They got stove top inside. Oh my god! Are those carrots? I just try to figure out what the hell's inside of this bubble gum. Why do you not know? And why are you curious about this? It's just I didn't know that that we were talking about taxidermies, and we went from Carson Wentz, who may or may not have uh, neck acne, and now we're talking about dead dead animals in Lavar's house. Stuffed. I'm just yeah. trying to figure out what's Dead inside. Dead animals in Lavar's house. Like, like I'm not outside I mean, with a slingshot. On that note, though, Lavar. I mean, we have brought up the the koi koi fish. Now this. I well, mean, I didn't stuff my koi fish. I guess I could have stuffed a couple of them and put them on a plaque and said, "In remembrance of all that perish." Those would have smelled for sure. No, you don't think they would have smelled? No. Dude, people, what is with you thinking it smells? People like get fish. People get fish. Oh my God process that way all the time and put them on like plaques and hang them on the wall like marlins and stuff like that sharks like that's done all the time this is a koi that you found dead in a fountain that had been sitting there for a while well he hadn't been sitting there they hadn't been sitting there in for a while they slowly went belly up because i didn't have power and they needed oxygen from the filter and the filter wasn't working because i had no power so the moment they all perished, I had to drain the 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 fountain the the pond, and we had to garbage bag at least. I mean, it had to be. I don't know. I didn't even count. There's a lot of them though. It's a lot. <laughs> Just throw in a hefty bag and toss it, them. It, it was. I was throwing up. It was. <laughs> It was it was upsetting. <laughs> I had them I had them since they were little koi's and they had turned into big koi's like I had them for years <laughs> and I was very upset and grossed out all at the same time. Yeah. It was that bad. <laughs> it was that bad. All right. But well. I never thought to take one of them like, yeah, this one right here, he was the he was the biggest one of them all. He was the best-looking one. I'm going to get him um put on a a you know, a plaque. Like, uh, no, going to do that. that taxidermy stuff wears me out, man. Does it? I, it's just so odd to me. It's like, just get a pinata. Like, if you really want a, an animal stuffed with something, put some lollipops inside why of it. Why are you judging me? I'm not judging. I just, in general. But why are you judging me? I'm not judging you. I feel like you are. No, not at all. I would never do that. I'm going to show you a picture of Mondevu. <laughs> I'm really going to do this? Yeah. Is it like that? He's set up where no. he'll, like... He's like swiping at you. Yeah. Like he's like this. He's like looking at you and he's like like strong and 
proud and stuff. But, but he wasn't hunted. Again, none of the none of the animals that I have were hunted and, and knocked down for sport to bring back to somebody that was ordering it and, and saying this is what they want. He was sick. They were sick. Yeah. They literally, he was old. He was sick. They had to put him down. And I made sure that when when we got him. So, yeah. Yeah. There, there he is. Yes. In Just the, so in, in the Arrington all, Mansion. For all of the, you know, PETA people out there and all that stuff, like, no, I didn't have him hunted down. He wasn't a prize. I didn't hunt him down. You know, he was sick. Yeah. He was a rescue. And and now he's on display. Yeah. Forever. In, in a Hall of Famer's house. Forever. So if you are with, with PETA, name. if you are with PETA, go screw yourself and mind your own business. Everything's fine here. Jeez. At the Arrington House. Just saying. All right. Uh, and, and, uh, and that'll do it about Car- Carson Wentz. Going yeah, so that, and that is, uh, so that is the latest on Carson Wentz. <laughs> MP22. Uh, <laughs> they did lay him to rest, by the way, Q. They laid him to rest. Yeah, Brady, did you see that? They had a whole entire <laughs> funeral service for P22. They buried him in the Santa Monica Mountains. Yes. <laughs> by the way. There's a lot of I, things buried I, in the Santa Monica I, I really don't care. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't. I'm but, sorry. But I, that may frustrate them. or upset some people out there. Uh, I didn't know P22. Uh, <laughs> as, as many of the people who actually were probably out uh, memorializing him didn't know him either. Um, I just don't care. I could guarantee you if they had met P22 before the funeral and he was still uh, prowling around. I, I, He'd you, take you, a piece out of their you, ass. You might have a different. You ain't sitting there like, oh, my gosh, it's you. It's P22. God, well, then again, are, but then again, there might be some people that oh, did it. man. There might be. People are ridiculous. Yeah. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. You need parts? O'Reilly Auto Parts has parts. Need them fast? We've got fast. No matter what you need, we have thousands of professional parts people doing their part to make sure you have it. Product availability. Just one part that makes O'Reilly stand apart. The professional parts people. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Auto Parts. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. The best athletes don't just play the game, they change it. When it comes to investing, GameBridge is doing the same. Their online platform does things differently because it's designed to put you in charge of growing your own savings. It's intuitive, it's easy, and best of all, it's on your terms. No wonder GameBridge has earned the trust of 40% repeat customers. It's a better way to invest because it's investing your way. Get started today with as little as $1,000 at GameBridge.io. There's plenty to celebrate in March and ex- Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free at 